Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Peace be upon you all. This is Blog Talk Radio, your host and producer, John Nasheed, broadcasting from the beautiful city on the sound, New Rochelle, New York, on this June 9, 2011. This is Focus on Issues, a new mind development project. Our website is nm-dp.com. And uh, we're going to be talking today on Gil Scott, a tribute, and uh, the revolutionary mind, the voice, the life, and the legacy. And this is going to be musical. Most of it is going to be musical, although we'll make a few comments. Uh, First of all, we're having a real bad storm here. That's why we came on a little late driving rain. It looks like it's clearing up now, just an instant. But this is the kind of life that uh, Gil lived. It was like a storm, you know, one minute the sun was out and everything was nice and warm and cool, and then a breeze started to blow, and then the wind started to blow. That was the nature of his life, and the revolutionary mind of Gil Scott Herring, and uh, we'll be hearing uh, quite naturally a few few songs that, you know, we wanted to bring to you. Uh, and I'm pretty certain you'll identify and be able to identify him because his music speaks to the to the time, to the, at that particular time. Matter of fact, it was reality music and uh, H2O blues, uh, Watergate blues, you know, government corruption in those at that time. And also, he has another song that he mentioned. It's not the one I'm going to play, but the Devil in Me, you know, speaking to his you know, his own demons, and uh, peace be with you, brother, assalamu alaikum. And it shows the very range of our um, beautiful brother, uh, Gil Scott Herring, and we know that he passed away on, uh, I believe it was May 27th in New York City Hospital. And, uh, you know, one of the songs that we're best known, or he's best known by, is... uh, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, that's 1970, and he was a writer, he was a poet, a musician, and as I mentioned earlier, he died May 27th in New Rochelle Hospital, excuse me, uh, New York City Hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to be involved in this, man. This here, this is this is gonna be a blues number. But first, I want to do a little bit of background on the blues and say what it is. Like there are six cardinal colors, and colors have always come to signify more than simply that particular shade, like redneck or got the blues. That's where you apply colors to something else, you know, to come up with what it is you're trying to say. So there are six cardinal colors, yellow, red, orange, green, blue, and purple. And there are 3,000 shades. 
And if you take these 3,000 shades and divide them by six, you'll come up with 500. Meaning there are at least 500 shades of the blues. <laughs> For example, there's the I Ain't Got Me No Money Blues. There is the I Ain't Got Me No Woman Blues. There's the I Ain't Got Me No Money and I Ain't Got Me No Woman, which is the double blues. And for years it was thought that, that black people was the only one who could get the blues. So so the blues hadn't come into no international type of fame. But lately we done had Frank Rizzo with the lie detector blues. We done had the United States government talking about the energy crisis blues. And we're going to dedicate this next poem here to, to Spearhead X. The X second in command in terms of this country. And the poem is called H2O G-A-T-E Blues. And if H2O is still water and G-A-T-E is still gate, what we're getting ready to deal on is the Watergate Blues. Let me see if I can dial this number right quick. Click. Click. I'm sorry. The government you have elected is inoperative. Click. Inoperative. Just how blind will America be? The world is on the edge of its seat, defeat on the horizon. Very surprising that we all could see the plot and still could not. Let me do that part again. Just how blind will America be? The world is on the edge of its seat, defeat on the horizon. Very surprising that we all could see the plot and claimed that we could not. Just how blind, America. Just as Vietnam exploded in the rice, snap, crackle, and pop could not stop people determined to be free. Just how blind will America be? The shock of a Vietnam defeat sent Republican donkeys scurrying down on Wall Street. And when the roll was called, it was Pepsi-Cola and Phillips 66. Boeing, Dow, and Lockheed. Ask them what they're fighting for, and they'll never mention the economics of war. Ecological warfare, above all else, destroy the land. If we can't break the Asian will, we'll bomb the dikes and starve the man. America, the international Jekyll and Hyde, the land of a thousand disguises, sneaks up on you but rarely surprises. Plundering the Asian countryside in the name of Fu Man too. Afraid of shoeless, undernourished Cambodians While we strike Big wheat bargains with Russia Our nuclear enemy Just how blind, America But tell me Who was around where hell bars died? And what was the cause of LBJ's untimely demise? And what really happened to J. Edgar Hoover? The king is proud of Patrick Gray While America's faith is drowning beneath that cesspool Watergate. How long will the citizens sit and wait? It's looking like Europe in 38. Did they move to stop Hitler before it was too late? How long, America, before the consequences of keeping the school system segregated, allowing the press to be intimidated, watching the price of everything soar, and hearing complaints because the rich want more? It seems that Macbeth and not his lady went mad. We've let him eliminate the whole middle class. The dollar's the only thing we can't inflate while the poor go on without a new minimum wage. But what really happened to J. Edgar Hoover? The king is proud of Patrick Gray, and there are those who say America's faith is drowning beneath that cesspool, Watergate. 
How much more evidence do the citizens need that the election was sabotaged by trickery and greed? And if this is so, and who we got didn't win, let's do the whole goddamn election over again. The obvious key to the whole charade would be to run down all of the games they played. Remember Dita Beard and ITT, the slaughter of Attica, the CIA in Chile, knowing nothing about Allende at this time in the past, as I recollect, Augusta, Georgia, the nomination of Supreme Court Justice to head off the tapes, William Calley's executive interference in the image of John Wayne, Kent State, Jackson State, Southern Louisiana, hundreds of them authorized bombing raids, the chaining and gagging of Bobby Seale. Somebody tell these Maryland governors to be for real. We recall all of these events just to prove the water buggers in the Watergate wasn't no news. The thing that seems to justify all of our fears is that all this went down in the last five years. But tell me, what really happened to J. Edgar Hoover? The king is proud of Patrick Gray while America's faith is drowning beneath that cesspool, Watergate. We leave America. This is your host, John Nasheed. This is Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the music of Gil Scott. Herring. He's uh, some refer to him as the Godfather of uh, rap music, a title that he refused to accept. And uh, because that title is, but I mean, why would a person who's unique, uh, you know, accept uh, responsibility for something that you know I go out on the limb to say is really beneath his quality or his level of where he was trying to reach? unique individual in the field like like Jimi Hendrix as I uh, had read a writer had written Jimi Hendrix and John Coltrane and uh, uh, Malcolm Shabazz and Bob Marley and people on those levels you know creative minded people unique original in in that respect you know creative minds uh, they called him his message uh militant message and that was the language of that time and say no his message was identifying reality and preparing the human mind for a revolution a change 360 degrees the people that he was addressing were people who had been affected by the oppression of this society that we living in at that time and also the time now if you're not awake and he was bringing music, uh, ideas into the mind to cause that mind to revolve and become self-sufficient, an independent mind, a self-sufficient mind. So uh, he did his work. He made his contribution. You know, God saw fit to call him back at a young age, and uh, may God bless him for his work. Uh, we're going to listen now to... Uh, uh, what are we going to listen to? Winter... In America. This is my favorite because this song is reflecting about the time that we're living in right now. Thank you very much. Uh, for the last for the last few years, we have been doing a song that concerns the the, 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 the fact that the seasons have been affected recently. Don't seem to have spring like you used to, or summer or fall. It has been a season collectively of frozen aspirations and frozen hopes we'd like to do a song for you about the season that we're trying to get over it's called winter 
in America. Man. 
Nobody knows what to say. This is your host, Blog Talk Radio, John Nasheed. These programs are archived on blogtalkradio.com. You can go there. My name is John Nasheed, focused on issues, and you can listen to a series of programs that we have completed. And this is Winter in America that we just played. It's you know, one of the finest uh, pieces of his work that, you know, far as my opinion goes, and I uh, listen to it over and over and over. As he said, those who can help us have been killed or put in jail. And uh, we have uh, over a million young uh, African-American men incarcerated in prisons and drugs and things of that nature. Matter of fact, Gil 
had gotten caught up on drugs itself, <clears throat> drugs, and he developed AIDS, and he'd been to prison and a lot of different kinds of things, that he changes that he went through in his life. But nonetheless, you know, God had blessed him to make the kind of music that was necessary and essential. So we need people, we need voices, you know, a famous lawyer here in New York called Alton Maddox, he said one of the problems of African-Americans today is they have lockjaw, African-American men, lockjaw, meaning that they don't speak up. And, you know, our leader, Imam Warranty Muhammad, he said, in his opinion, he said, what hurts black people all over the earth is that they have too much dependency on individual persons and personalities. And I'll bear witness to that. You know, we have, sometimes we don't put enough trust in ourselves and trust in God. You know, we always look outside of ourselves for somebody else that we think can carry the load for us. Now, everybody has to make a contribution. Everybody has a voice. He was... Uh, he, he uses the state of his self in his music, also the conditions of his people, and also oppression in government and the powerful American society. He speaks of all of these things, and going back into the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and all the way up, and uh, he was born in Chicago in 49 and moved to New York on a scholarship. You know, he's an intelligent brother, just like our beloved brother, uh, uh, Al-Hajj Malik Al-Jabaz, uh, very intelligent, and he published a novel in, called The Vulture at age 20. Uh, he's raised in Jackson, Tennessee, with his grandmother, Lily, Grandma Lily. And uh, he had written a, a song, a very beautiful song, like a comeback. You could tell that he had some ailments in, in his voice those of us who familiar with his voice, he had some health problems. And uh, this is this is really, really, really heavy because it comes deep, deep, deep from down in his soul. He's, he's really saying something here for those of us who listen. He says, coming, uh, coming from a broken home. I want to make this a special tribute to a family that contradicts the concepts, heard the rules but wouldn't accept, and women folk raised me and I was full grown before I knew I came from a broken home. Since I lived with my grandma down south, where my uncle was leaving and my grandfather had just left for heaven, they said, and as every ologist would certainly note, I had no strong male figure, right? But Lily Scott was absolutely not your mail order, room service, typecast black grandmother. I was moved in with her, temporarily, just until things were patched, till this was patched, until that was patched, until I became at three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten, the patch that held Lily Scott who held me, and like them four, I became one more. And I loved her from the absolute marrow of my bones, and we was holding on. I come from a broken home. She had more than the five senses. She knew more than books could teach. 
and raised everyone she touched just a little bit higher. And all around her, there was a natural sense. As though she sensed what the stars say, what the birds say, what the wind and the clouds say. A sense of soul and self, that African sense. And she raised me like she raised four of her own. And I was hurt and scared and shocked when Lily Scott left suddenly one night. And they sent a limousine from heaven to take her to God if there is one. So I knew she had gone. And I came from a broken home. Yeah, that was coming from a broken home. And, uh, you know, he refers to himself as a bluesologist, the, the blues scientist. You know, he's, you know, deep into it. And, uh, you know, he's mentioning something that really caught my attention where he said his grandmother was taken off to heaven and uh, to be with God, to her God. And he said, if there is one. You know, as if she's questioning, is there God? And I mean, if we sometimes we say things out of frustration or whatever the case, but nonetheless, when we read his music and his compositions, listen to his music, etc., you know, it has to be a God spirit in him. And uh, you know, we don't know God knows best. Sometimes we say things on the outside that's really, really, really not true inside. You know, but, uh, God knows best. And every, as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about religion. We are talking about the nature or the nature or human nature. It's in the spirituality. It's in the human soul. And sometimes we don't come in contact with it. And sometimes we feel so much hurt and pain in our lives and we don't identify with it. But nonetheless, it's there. So, uh, you know, keep these things in mind. And we love him and for his positive contributions, just like America paid tribute to people like Elvis Presley and John Wayne and Lucille Ball and Bob Hope because it represents the American values and what America represents. They represent that for them. And in the time that Gil Scott was living, he represented these concerns for people who had no representatives and uh, God knows best. So I'm gonna, we're going to play that to its conclusion again. And uh, we're going to sign off here. This is your host. This is Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, uh, John Nasheed. And as I mentioned, these programs are archived. We come on every Thursday, 6.30 to 7, every Thursday evening at 6.30 to 7. So we'll be looking forward to to you tuning in and also visiting us on our site. I want to make this a special tribute to a family that contradicts the concepts, heard the rules but wouldn't accept, and women folk raised me and I was full grown before I knew I came from a broken home. Since I lived with my grandma down south, where my uncle was leaving and my grandfather had just left for heaven, they said, and as every ologist would certainly note, I had no strong male figure, right? But Lily Scott was absolutely not your mail-order, room-service, typecast black grandmother. I was moved in with her 
temporarily, just until things were patched, till this was patched, until that was patched, until I became at three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten, the patch that held Lily Scott, who held me, and like them four, I became one more. And I loved her from the absolute marrow of my bones. And we was holding on. I come from a broken home. She had more than the five senses. She knew more than books could teach. And raised everyone she touched just a little bit higher. And all around her, there was a natural sense. As though she sensed what the stars say, what the birds say, what the wind and the clouds say. A sense of soul and self, that African sense. And she raised me like she raised four of her own. And I was hurt and scared and shocked when Lily Scott.